God, we thank you for this evening, this season of Advent, this time of reflection, of preparation, of anticipation, of expectation. As we continue on this yearly journey, as we continue our journey to Bethlehem, may we look to this Savior, may we anticipate this Savior. As we gather here in worship tonight, give to us that which we need. Make my words yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm always excited for our Wednesday night services, our Lent services, and our Advent services, these seasons where we can stop and add some extra reflection to uh, what are really a very, very uh, kind of important and can be very powerful seasons. Uh, this uh, year, we have, again, we have a weird thing where the calendar falls, where we only have three uh, Wednesday Advents together, um, but uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at uh, our candles, actually, as a part of our Advent services. If you remember last year, uh, um, each of these candles represents something. And so for each of the candles, it usually represents a character. There's sometimes some debate about those characters, and, and each of them uh, also represents a characteristic. And so traditionally, we have three blue or purple candles and then we have the pink candle, the candle of joy, the candle of Mary. And then we have the, the fifth candle, the white candle, we call the, uh, the Christ candle. Uh, this is the one that we uh, light, of course, on Christmas Eve. And so uh, we see, of course, uh, the characters of, of Jesus and Mary, uh, the prophets, the angels, uh, the shepherds. Some people switch the Magi in there for one of those. And if you remember last year, if you were here for our Advent services, we uh, did the sermon in character and talked about uh, the perspectives of those characters, the Advent story from their, from their perspective. And, and certainly in years to come, we'll talk more about these characters. But this year, I wanted to talk about the characteristics of the candles, the characteristics that they uh, represent. And much like the characters, there is five and a six that sometimes gets uh, interchanged, that there is uh, hope, peace, love, and joy. And again, there, of course, is the Christ candle, uh, which sometimes the word faith is interchanged in there. So we're going to look at really uh, four of those in our three-week time. Hope, peace, love, and joy. We're going to look at those four characteristics and understand maybe why these, these characteristics are represented by these candles. Why is it that these characteristics fit into this Advent season? And so tonight we look at two together, again because we have a few less weeks, and we look at hope and peace. Two things that I would probably argue we could use more of, right? We could certainly use more of it in the world. We could certainly use more of it in our lives, uh, more hope and more peace. Why are these Advent candles? Why are these characteristics of Advent candles? Well, probably for three reasons. Uh, first and foremost, this was a great desire of the people of this time who were waiting for this Messiah to come. Things were tumultuous. Life was rough. The economy was really bad, if you will. And so there was a need for hope and for peace. But this 
also represents the fact that as Christ comes into the world, as the Christ child is born into the world, so oftentimes we talk about how Christ has saved us from our sins, and this is true and important, but there's more. And these are two of the things that Christ coming in the world brought with him. Hope and peace. We also have these characteristics as a part of the candles, not just because it was needed then and is certainly needed now, and not just uh, because Christ brought them, but they should be things that we are anticipating, things that we are expecting in this Advent season. And perhaps not just in the Advent season, but in all times. Hope and peace. The truth is, is the world could use more hope. And that's what Christ came to bring, to proclaim the way for hope. The people longed for hope. They had lost hope. And the truth is that we all need hope in certain areas of our lives. There may be a situation or a relationship or a circumstance or a person, whether personal or global, that we have little hope for. Hope is not something we easily grab onto. We live in a very cynical world, a very cynical culture. Uh, Jessica sometimes accuses me of being a cynist. I simply say I'm a realist. She just doesn't understand me. But we need more hope. Because without hope, there is no life. You see, Jesus came to bring life abundant. And that abundant life is not possible without hope. Is hope one of the things that we anticipate? Is hope one of the things that we expect? Is hope one of the things that we look for in this Advent season? We... Um, you know, do the, the Christmas deal, and, and I love our children at Christmas time. Christmas really is so much about the children, and there are a lot of hopes for children at Christmas, are there not? Those of you who have grandkids or raised kids, there are these lofty hopes, these lofty dreams, and in our heart of hearts, we, we might know that those might not always come to fruition, that that might not be possible. Yet there's something about that hope that they have that we don't want to squish, that we don't want to ruin, that we even want to make that hope a reality. It's that childlike faith that we should reclaim in Advent, that hope is something that we can reclaim, that Jesus, when Jesus came into the world, he brought hope for the people, he brought hope for us, and not just in that moment, not just until the resurrection, but for the rest of history. And so Advent is certainly to be a season of hope. A season of hope. It's also to be a season of peace. Now, the truth is that Advent and preparing for Christmas isn't always peaceful. Have you had that experience? I, I have that experience every year. I get very excited about the preparations, as you know. I, I'm, Christmas is my thing. I, I, you know, I, I, like to do a lot of, I like to do a lot of decorating and all the shopping and a lot of cooking and a lot of baking. And, and because there's something for me at going home at night and sitting in whatever room of the house and seeing the lights of the trees as you unpack the boxes of ornaments and you put the ornaments on the tree, you remember where that ornament came from. You remember a story. You remember something that happens. 
or has happened. And yet, in the midst of my preparation, sometimes things just aren't peaceful. Sometimes, because I prepare a lot, it is a family endeavor, particularly with the outdoor decorations. And so, sometimes the kids aren't cooperative. Sometimes the weather isn't cooperative. For two years straight, I've, we've gotten a great start on the outdoor decorations. It's ready to go for Thanksgiving dinner to turn it on, and right before Thanksgiving comes a two-day wind. And it's like we did nothing. Inevitably, we will fix, and by we, I mean Jessica, we'll fix the things that are broken and put them out, and that wind will come, and two more things will break. We were pulling out of the driveway today, and I reached out the window and pointed to the head of a deer. And Jessica reached her thumb up to say, I see that the head is not working. That things don't go according to plan. That this year as we were working on outdoor decorations, the kids are grumpy. Jessica has got a bag over her foot cast hobbling around the yard. And moments later, I stepped on a nail which proceeded through my shoe and into my foot. Not peaceful. These things that we do to celebrate and to have joy that bring me joy. There was no peace. Peace seems elusive to us. And I'm not just talking about world peace. That's always been elusive. And we, re- we realize in our country more peace than we, than we know, than we understand. But I'm talking about the internal peace. That internal peace can be elusive. Maybe there's something that's bothering us, a circumstance, a relationship, a job, a situation. Maybe it's the stress of our health, the stress of our finances. Nothing will stress your finances like Christmas time. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's family coming to visit. I know that does it to us every time. doesn't matter whose family it is. But the peace, peace seems elusive. There always seems to be something pulling at us, weighing us down, distracting us. And a lot of times it's small stuff. I don't like what that person said. Or I'm mad at so-and-so for doing this or for forgetting that. Or I didn't like what happened there. Or sometimes around these holidays... Peace is hard because we remember the difficulty of family relationships. We remember loved ones lost more significantly. That every year we have people in our community that are having their first Christmas without someone they love. Peace is elusive. And yet this is supposed to be a, peace, a, a season of peace. That Jesus came to the world and turned it upside down. Not so that we would worry, not so that we would be stressed, not that we would be anxious, but so that we might have peace. And the truth is that the only real and lasting peace that exists comes from God alone. I can't create enough peace for myself. There always to be, seems to be something that finally gets me, that finally bothers me, that I can't convince myself that peace is going to happen. Because a lot of times, hope and peace are a choice. But they're not things that we can always do on our own. And this is to be a season of peace. To know Jesus, Jesus came to bring peace, is to know and to understand peace. And it's when I can't find peace that I know that right away I've got to go to Jesus. But a lot of times when little things are unraveling me, there seems to be a correlation between that and how little prayer time I'd had in that and the preceding days. That peace is a characteristic 
that Christ came to bring. All these songs we sing at Christmas, peace on earth and goodwill to men, the language of peace is found throughout. Even in coming in this simple and lowly way, peace is brought to us. Not just in that moment, not just again in the life of Jesus and his death and resurrection, but it's to be for us each and every day. And we need that season of Advent to stop, to focus on peace, to look for peace in our lives where we don't have it. And a lot of times when we don't have it, it's Jesus only that can bring it to us. I think of that night, that quiet, simple night. The stars in Bethlehem, the shepherds going about their business, the wise men on their journey, the rulers ruling and conspiring. For some, that night was peaceful. For others, it was not. It was probably not exactly a peaceful night for Mary and Joseph, that's for sure. And yet, I just imagine the quiet of that moment the peace of that moment, and in breaks the God of the universe. And like all babies, there's noise that accompanies that. And yet, shortly after that, comes peace. Peace. In the midst of the craziness, in the midst of the shopping, there's peace. Our Advent journey should be one where we slowly or quickly, depending on what we're able to do, move towards peace. Peace in our lives, peace in our hearts. What is something in our life where we lack hope, that we need the Advent hope, that we need the hope of Christ? It may be a little thing or it may be a significant thing. Where are the areas of our lives where we lack peace, where we can't just seem to get that thing to go away? We just can't seem to find a way to feel good, to get through it, to not get distracted by it. Where, where is that thing, that relationship, that circumstance, that challenge where we need peace, where in this Advent journey we need to journey together towards peace? that hope and peace are gifts of God. They are choices, but so often the things that we face make them feel impossible. And that's good because that reminds us that we need this Christ who came into the world. We need this God who walks among us. And so we begin this Advent journey. We begin this journey to Bethlehem. We begin this journey of hope this journey of peace, that Christ came in the world to save us from our sins, yes, but also to bring us hope and to bring us peace. And one of my prayers for myself, for my family, for each of us, is that in this Advent season, you may find hope and peace once again. Hope and peace in an area where you struggle to find hope and peace. That this God who came in such a surprising way to our world would surprise us with the hope and peace that we so long for, we so need, and we so desire. Let us pray. God, we thank you for Advent, for this season of reflection, for the season of anticipation, expectation, preparation. May we know 
that as this Christ child comes into the world in a surprising way, he came to bring hope and peace. Hope and peace to every corner of the world, hope and peace to every corner of our lives. God, walk with us in this Advent journey. Give us the strength. Give to us that hope and peace which we desperately need, which we so greatly desire. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please stand.